Hello everyone, this is Ashish. Welcome back to our podcast time. It's about time, right? It's about time to do another one of these solo podcasts. Man, I'm so excited to talk to you because uh, lately I've been doing a lot of these uh, podcasts where guests are talking. I'm kind of interviewing them. And boy, we have had some good guests. They are very, very accomplished. Any guest who is on this podcast is verified, certified, experienced in the domain that they are talking about. I take that very seriously. They might not be the most popular people on this planet, but they're sure as hell the most competent people on this planet in whatever field they are in. They have spent like decades working on that. And I have few other podcasts that are already recorded, but I decided to do a solo one because there's so much happening right now in my life as well. And I would like to talk about that. And there's so many things that are coming up. I'm extremely excited, really excited. So think about there's one thing that you've been working on, a product that you've been working on for five years. You basically grew up doing that. Like I changed from a 24-year-old boy to a right now 29-year-old boy or a man, whatever you want to call it, but five years. And... Uh, I was working on this book and now finally that book is at a point of getting published and uh, it's going to come out this August. Apart from that, to just increase the kind of exciting things that are happening right now, I'm coming back to India. The prodigal son returns. I've been spending some time in America for the past nine months or so and uh, coming back with a bang. Uh, we are going to do seminars all across the country. I just did tiny community posts on YouTube. I didn't even do it on Instagram yet. But a couple of community posts, you might not have even seen that. And already tickets have been sold. So, um, I mean, it's not sold completely. So don't worry about it. But after this one, I'm not sure. We are doing seminars definitely in Delhi, Mumbai, 100% in Chennai. Tickets are selling very well. Uh, we are doing in Bangalore, Kolkata maybe, I've not seen that much interest in Kolkata but that might change because I still remember I did my TEDx talk in Kolkata and 6-7 people just came over there even though it was not my event, I was just talking over there for 12 minutes, that's it and uh, so I know that there might be some interest over there in Kolkata and also I want to cover that eastern part I'm not going to be doing in my hometown of Ranchi because yeah it's difficult for people to come over there until unless they are over there so Kolkata would be a better choice and we are doing maybe in Hyderabad so did I say Chennai yeah Chennai Mumbai Delhi uh, Bangalore and what am I missing Kolkata and maybe Hyderabad. So I'm going to be all over. A lot of people have been asking, like, what is the seminar all about? To those, I will say that you're new to the channel, which is fine. Uh, if you do not know, I did this kind of seminar all across India a couple of times back in 2019 days, the pre-COVID time. And then the COVID pandemic happened. Actually, I wanted to do it in a bigger scale. When I left Indian Space Research Organization, this was my bigger picture. Like, I want to do seminar all across. And well, talk about making plans, right? So, 
So pandemic happened and everything related to public events just shut down. And so I had to just uh, find new ways and I started doing more online things. And I don't know, never came completely back on it. And by the time it was like uh, 22, I was already having plans to be in United States. So yeah, that, that never came into picture. I was having an idea last last July that maybe maybe I should do one one more run but never came to be so now we have time and now we are going to do it and like I said a lot of you guys are asking like what is the seminar all about it's about everything all right it's basically the objective of the seminar is me getting an opportunity to meet you people face to face and you getting an opportunity to meet me face to face and that's the best feeling in this world I've had seminars where it has lasted for four hours without a break. I'm not kidding. More than 100 people in the same room, same hall, over four hours. None of us left the room and people wanted to be extended further. It's so fun. It's a different kind of experience. It's an experience where you're not sitting alone with a cell phone. And I'm not talking to a camera. <laughs> we are there. We are talking like we were supposed to, like we are designed to. So if you if you want to know like what we want to do, uh, basically it is a very impromptu situation where you talk and I talk and we have a discussion and uh, it's very fun. Other than that, I want to talk first person about the book, about the story. No, it's not self-help book. It's not a biography. You already know about me. It's a fictional story, highly inspired by my experience at Baba Atomic Research Center, an Indian space research organization. During the time of 2017 to 2018, when I was trying to become a scientist at ISRO and uh, finally getting an All India rank of four in that examination after two failures. So that's the basic storyline with a fictionalized character because I said, I don't wanna write autobiography. Autobiographies are boring, okay? It's a story and you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. I really enjoy it. I've been writing it for five years. There was not a second of me in front of those pages and those words where I felt, oh, this is a drag. I don't wanna do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to tell you that story. I did not want it to be a self-help book as well because I want you to experience and learn on your own, not just listen to what has been just written in words and lines. Anybody can pull out words and lines and make make things sound in a way that you, you are inspired or, or motivated. And that's another thing I want to show over there in that book, the reality the brutal reality that this is the way the world works. It is not the way they show it in the movies. It's not the way they show it in the web series dedicated towards competitive examination. This is the brutal reality and nobody's talking about it because it's, it's not that glorified, romanticized, right? It's, it's not that cool where the guy gets the girl at the end along with an all-India rank of one. And, and then everything is set. It does not work like that. So I want you to know about the reality. And I did not find any other way to do it. I cannot direct a web series because there are people involved. And when there are people involved, there's commercialization. And 
you are going to dilute the story. I did not wanted it to go through a big publishing house because that's going to like, oh, this is the politics right now. You have to abide by this. You cannot use those words. No, hell no. I'm going to do it on my own. I have the, I have the base of people who love to read that. And uh, it's coming out this August, man. I'm so happy to finally announce that. And uh, we are going to talk more about that in in the seminars that are coming up. Uh, it's it's going to be extremely cheap for you to join. This time, I want to limit the number of people. Like, I do not want hundreds of people in the same room. Uh, instead, I would like to increase the quality of the venue and everything around that. And uh, we are going to talk more about that because this is ultimately an art podcast. But to the listeners of this podcast, I want you to be over there. I want to meet you personally. Hope you do want to do the same. All right. Now, other than the things going on in my life, there are so many things going on in this world as well. I would like to talk about that. And few of those involve... Number one, some DRDO scientists being accused of espionage. Uh, we are going to get into more detail about that. Uh, this is like every month you get a story like this. Let's put more time in that. I don't know if you have uh, read the book Ready to Fire, which is basically a biographical book on Nambinarayan, former scientist of Indian Space Research Organization, uh, one of the pioneers but maybe you have watched the movie similar story right i'm not saying that this person is innocent as well i do not know i just like komal forwarded a post by hindustan times to me and i said that man that's worth discussing other than that they are making a movie on oppenheimer and uh, to those who used to follow my podcast called spacecast where we used to talk about so much of technology we have talked about rocket science we have talked about james Webb space telescope we have talked about nuclear power plants we have talked about atom bombs man hope i don't get demonetized i think i am safely inside the podcast and and uh, if you're interested in those kind of stuff man this is going to be the best thing you have ever watched because this is a high budget movie and by the way thomas shelby who used to be a gangster in Birmingham, England. They made a very realistic biographical web series um, called Peaky Blinders. You might be aware of that. He later changed his identity, went to America, and started working on nuclear fission. And later on, he, he changed his name to Robert Oppenheimer and was the project director of Project Manhattan. That's a real story. I'm just kidding, man. But but I'm really excited about this movie. Uh, we'll talk more about this later. I think we can do a trailer review thing. But I love these movies. You know, I I have uh, reviewed that Mission Mongol movie. I have reviewed Parmanu. Did I? I don't know. But you know the fun fact? When I was in Bark, Parmanu got released. The moment I got into Israel, Mission Mongol got released. All right, now I'm walking the soil of America. And then Oppenheimer got released. So either the world revolves around me or I just see it revolving around me. All right, I think we all do that. So don't blame me. But we are going to talk about it later. Do we have other topics to discuss over here on Art Podcast? Surely, sir. Indeed, there are so many topics. 
but I'm just uh, trying to open up my list of topics. Yeah, like list of topics so long, a life is not sufficient to discuss them all. And I, yeah, I, I want to also review this TVF, uh, Sandeep Bhaiya web series because I watched a few episodes and uh, just few hours ago I was talking to a guy he booked a telephonic consultancy with me and he he's done with four attempts so I think he said that it, this is his last attempt to at civil services and I said hey what do you think about it <laughs> because because this this story fits your line 100% so we are going to discuss that and I'm just giving you we are going to discuss this for the past 15 minutes. So let's go ahead and finally do that. But also, I don't want this episode to be like 100%. Hey, what's that? Oh, you're getting the laptop? Shit, I hope that it was not there from the beginning. All right. Or we can always cut and edit it. I did that part, right? Now that's the fun of having the production rights. So what was I saying? Yeah, I don't want this episode to be 100%. Oh, I'm going to review Open Armor. Oh, I'm going to review TVF, this thing. Let's see if there's some mentality-related topic that we want to discuss over here. What the hell is going on with Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk talking about fighting each other? Like, seriously, man. And there are hundreds of people making videos on fight prediction instead of talking about how stupid this is. Maybe they're smart. Because both Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk have control of their cell phones probably. And everything that they own online. But but we'll see man. I think I'm smart enough to deal with the repercussions. But this is stupid. Seriously. I mean none of them are not even fighters. And none of them are even athletes. Like people were saying Logan Paul versus any XYZ YouTuber was stupid. Now, what the hell is going on over here about Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and nobody is saying this is stupid? Don't do it. Why? Because they're the richest people on this planet. And this is the new day and age of entrepreneurs where entrepreneurs have to be celebrities. Entrepreneurs or the richest people on this planet have to go on podcasts. Mark Zuckerberg never went to any podcast. And then all of a sudden you see him in three podcasts, right? Because Elon Musk went in podcasts. And the, I think the only sane person in between all of this is Jeff Bezos. Decide to get yoked and gets on a yacht, drops, <laughs> drops from the CEO position and says, I'm just going to focus on building rockets. That's it. But you never know when he changes his mind. But this whole idea where everybody has to be an influencer, right? And Sundar Pichai, man, he's, he's doing a very good job representing India well, stays out of all of this shit. But maybe we are going to see a different picture in the future. We never know, man. You never know when these smart people changes their mind. And that's another thing. These are like smart people. These are really smart people. They are all, a lot of them are from scientific STEM background. We are also going to see a few of them like masters, PhDs, MBAs, and all that from top universities. And then... Again, they are doing like, oh, I'm going to fight another top CEO. So what is going on right now is that to, to have some value anywhere, you have to have to be in talks on social media. 
And I'm 80% sure that this fight is never going to happen, all right? But just by talking about that, you are in the news, right? The moment you do not do anything which is like crazy, that's the moment people forget about you. And that's not good for these new age entrepreneurs or CEOs, I guess. Because literally, I think there's a team sitting over there saying, oh, how to be, how to be, um, what do you call it? What's the term? Um, significant? There's a better term, but obviously, because I'm recording it on time, I'm going to forget about that better term. So to be significant, that team is thinking, oh, what do we do? What is the craziest shit we can do right now? And then there's like Mark Zuckerberg saying, oh, what, what's the craziest thing? Oh, Mark Zuckerberg went to a jiu-jitsu class once. Oh, he, he, he talked about jiu-jitsu to Lex Friedman. So definitely people think that he's a martial artist now. And then Elon Musk, I don't know. I mean, he's tall so he can fight. What the hell? And what example are we setting? for the kids of next generation. You fucking want to keep on blaming Generation Z all the time. Meanwhile, the millennials and the baby boomers do shit like that. And then you say that, oh, Gen Z is ruined. And who is influencing Gen Z? What is happening when, like, every, every top CEO has to have some opinion about everything? After, after every, every top CEO has to have a political bias. How about build technology and that's it? How about build Tesla and Rocket and that's pretty much about it? How about you do one thing properly? Everybody has to do everything. So I understand that you can use the voice on social media, use the freedom of speech, but then your fighters now, no, if, 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 Oh shit, I get some claps from the background from Fire, Talking Fire Podcast, Kermel Tire. By the way, that podcast is coming soon, all right? That's probably going to come next week, next Sunday, so stay stay ready for that. But yeah, if, if Elon Musk, and, so Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, sorry, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg fights, all right? It's going to outsell freaking Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, it's going to outsell Mike Tyson is going to outsell uh, John Jones, Conor McGregor, everybody, right? Then why would I want to compete in mixed martial arts? I will first become a celebrity and then get these celebrity fights. Don't get knocked out and don't get that much punches to my face, right? So this is this is really really one dark time in human history i would say when the richest people have decided to be showmen and and the biggest tech giants the ceos of those companies who have like these people have worked hard right these people understand working in a tiny room towards something making something from scratch they are like they are like the symbol of capitalism you don't need anything uh, to to build anything and they somehow 20 years later think that bringing a show is somehow going to be good for society now doesn't elon musk all the time talk about like he wants to save humanity and stuff like he he's seeing the human civilization going in the wrong direction he, he wants to do something good first of all he didn't do shit with twitter 
and and now he's doing stuff like this now if there's really an illuminati i'm fucked man for talking about all that shit but but this is what is really going on what was i saying my chain of thought is a little bit messed up because i'm so emotional right now huh yeah so they there used to be a time where the richest person on the planet was bill gates and that dude dressed uh, i mean in a more simpler manner than i'm dressed right now right man mark zuckerberg himself was like the face of an entrepreneur who is in a hoodie and a flip flop that's it and that used to be a time where entrepreneurs were just smart and did not care about what the world thinks of them and ultimately they were the ones who set the fashion standard for example the turtleneck of steve jobs that dude wore the same shit every day and all he focused on was building something that is just unmatchable like still till this day there's no competition to apple you can make all the laptops you want you can make all the phones you want there's no competition to iphone or a macbook right and and he made technology that was like 50 years in the future even even like like i think elon musk was always the kind of guy he is right now but you look at mark zuckerberg you look at bill gates you you look at uh, what steve jobs was that was the image of an entrepreneur and now we are having ceos of tech giants going to met gala right that's where we have come the social media is kind of like a virus man everybody wants attention and again attention is never permanent right you go viral once and then you have the taste of going viral you have the taste of everybody recognizing you on the streets right i'm not even talking about the top people or or the richest people or the most popular people millions of followers i'm talking about just normal people who just once went viral now people know you and then people forget about you man that's how things work all right even uh, like one time even what was his name neil armstrong was like super oh everybody is talking about him and then another person went to moon another person went to moon and forget about moon now we are doing something else right you can never be always in the news but people don't understand that they once get a taste and then they want to do crazier stuff they want to do crazier stuff and they want to say oh i'm going to fight someone for money or some they don't even probably care obviously they don't care about money as much obviously they are going to sell a lot of tickets probably they are going to give it all to charity so that you think that they are so good people but ultimately there's a new currency in this day and age and that is followers and views and people are obsessed of that really they they want to be trending all the time and i think that's what is ultimately leading this now so so where does this end when you see like tech ceos doing this stuff where does it end and do you think that it is fair someone like gurdashan mangat who came on my podcast who who's recovering from acl tear uh, somehow survives for a year of recovery and then he fights and you don't give a shit and then mark zuckerberg and elon musk who's who are not even fighters have all the money in this world to have the best camp in this planet goes and fights for like i don't know 25 minutes or 15 minutes and everybody sees it 
What is happening to the actual athletes? So what are they going to do? They're going to start a TikTok, man. They're going to start OnlyFans. That's it. End of athletics. So in I understand one point of view, what a lot of like pro this whole thing are saying that, oh, this is going to bring more eyes to mixed martial arts. Man, eyes of whom? The casual fans? Do you think they are going to see Elon Musk and Zep? Again, Elon Musk and Zuckerberg fighting and they're going to say, oh, I'm going to watch the next Bellator fight. I'm going to watch the next 1FC fight too. Do you think that's how it works? Nobody cares, man. That's just trying to see a street fight. That's it. After that, that's it. Like the whole wave of people that came with Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor, they're all gone. They're not over here watching the next UFC fight. They're not watching every mixed martial arts fight. They're not watching boxing or kickboxing. They were just there for Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is gone. They're gone. It does not work like that. Now, look at women's MMA right now. There's there's no light. There's no spotlight on women's MMA right now. It's gone. It's gone with Ronda Rousey. The girl who beat it, Ronda Rousey, is a champion right now. You don't know her name. All right? You don't know her name. The girl who beat it... Uh, the girl who beat at Ronda Rousey is still there, but you don't know them. You don't watch their fights. You probably watch Ronda Rousey on WWE now. So I don't, I don't buy that argument. All this is is a freak show to get more stocks. That's it. And it's weird that it has come to this because, like I said, they need to keep on amping this all. And where does it go above this? Where does it go above this? Like. If, if this is the the if this is going to give make them viral now, and then again it's going to die out. What is crazier that they are going to do after this <laughs> to stay in the news? Because there's always someone else. Now um, attention, views is democratized now. Everybody has the freedom to talk. I can buy a mic. I can buy a camera. I can talk in front of you. So can everyone else. So. You have to keep on doing crazy stuff at the cost of what though? But that that's another thing. Like once you have done something, it's there. You're not changing that. That's another thing with what is going on on like Delhi Metro. Girls like just roaming around in the clothes which are objectionable. And uh, they're like barely 18 years old. My God. Some even might be younger. So that's the standard you're setting. And that's not even a full-grown brain. You have not even experienced the world yet. And you did something that is going to be over there till you die. Till you're like 90 years old, it's there. And same goes with like uh, the kids that are growing up right now. That's what they're seeing. And this generation is going to have a tough time. Maybe we can do something. I think that there might be a wave of genuinely sound people who know what the hell is going on because it's very easy to like just open the tap and get views and get money and get get rich quickly by just doing stuff but that's definitely coming with a cost like for example uh you have never seen me lip syncing right never ever it was not difficult for me to do it man (laughs) obviously i can do it i can do it with three girls and you are going to give me more views but you never saw me do that because once i do it is there and that's there on the face of talk brand and that's going to be over there for as long as that brand exists 
So it's once done, it's done. Now you're never going to look at me as a scientist. You're always going to look at me as a guy who did lip sync with three girls. That's it. And <laughs> got like four million views. And that's another thing. Like I do lip sync with three girls. I get five million views. And next day I talk about like how to become a scientist at ISRO. I'll give like, I, I'll get 3,000 views. It doesn't work like that. Like once you open the tap and get all the views and then they're going to stay. Oh, this guy is awesome. I'm going to listen to him every day. It does not work like that. So I need to do crazy. Maybe five girls next time, right? <laughs> Maybe five boys next time and uh, do like crazier and crazier stuff. Someone needs to talk about this, man. Someone needs to talk about like obsession with views and followers these days is crazy everybody wants it everybody there's not a person who's not secretly trying to go viral don't you think that you're the only one don't you think that the the friend you know is the only one everybody is secretly hoping oh i'll do something because you'll see some of your friends doing stuff like uh, like again lip sync or 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 something like that or or some dance move or something it gets like 300 views <laughs> it doesn't go viral because every other person is doing it right and then secretly that person deletes it or something or sometimes not even that but a lot of people are trying this i see this i see this with very very educated people too uh, because uh, i understand that it's a currency but how about you do it the difficult way it's again like getting rich quickly anybody can earn money it's not difficult to earn money if you do not know you can earn money you always can but how you make money is very important when it comes to how sustainable that is. In a similar manner, you can always get views. It's not difficult to get views, man. Ha have a clickbait, do something crazy in the first 30 seconds, you'll get views. That's it. But how you get views is important of important in deciding what is your audience base, right? If I if I got like 237,000 subscribers doing clickbaits, there will be zero people showing up in my seminars or the people who will be showing up in my seminars i would want to break my head when i listen to their questions right i don't want that following so do it sustainably man my god that was a long rant man you don't let talk speak for three weeks this is what happens all right <laughs> so let's go ahead and review something good man there are good things happening in this world too there are people making good shit and this like good stuff right when i say shit don't mean shit all right i mean good stuff all right for example the movie oppenheimer and good things takes time all right good things takes effort all right let's go ahead and see the oppenheimer trailer by the way a movie by christopher nolan if you do not know you have watched at least one movie from him, and that's The Batman. If, if you went all day, he made three different movies. And maybe Interstellar, all right? Then he made Tenet, which nobody understood what it's all about. I, like, 30 minutes into the video, my brain was ready to explode, all right? So I did not understand anything that was going on in that movie. I think he also made Inception, no? Let me check. Christopher... Nolan movies might not have might not have but Killian Murphy is one of his favorites I know that much 
he made Dunkirk, which was, yeah, he made Inception. So that's cool. So this is definitely at the level of Quentin Tarantino, if not better. It's very debatable. I mean, I love his movies a little bit more than I love Quentin Tarantino's movies. And especially when it comes to Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is the first movie which is like a biographical movie. It's like a real historic character. And then again, I do not know if you have watched Peaky Blinders, man. Peaky Blinders is a TV series set in the most boring time in the history. That is the 1919 to 19, uh, 1930s or so, that, that decade, right? Most... most if you look at the history, the most exciting decades now, at that time it must be horrific, obviously. It would be like 1941 to 1946, World War II, 1916, 1917, 1918, 1919, World War I, important time, right? 1919 and after that to like 1930 is one of the most boring setup. World War I is not as interesting as World War II, if you do not know, like, there has been so many movies on World War Two, like starting with Saving Private Ryan to Fury, uh, Inglorious Bastards. There's so many movies they made on World War Two. Now you're seeing like some movies made on World War One. For example, 1917 was a good movie. Um, all All Quiet on the Western Front. I've not watched that well, uh, but must be good. But they are making some stuff now on World War One too. But Peaky Blinders, back in like 2013 or so, they decided to pick that era and make a series on a gangster, right? It is an amazingly outstanding web series. The way that it is written, obviously the way that it is acted, it's completely out of this world. And like I said, it was such a boring setup that I did not watch it for the longest time. I heard a lot about it. I did not watch it. The moment I saw the first episode, man, this is a different level of writing. There's something else going on over here. And uh, wouldn't be possible without Gillian Murphy's outstanding acting. And then they made like six seasons. Gillian Murphy gave some appearances in like Batman. He was in Dunkirk. Uh, Inception. So Christopher Nolan loves him, obviously. Uh, and uh, then he went out to be the lead of this movie Oppenheimer. So let's uh, go ahead and see the trailer of it. See what's going on. I just expected every one of you to be like uh, well aware of what was the Manhattan Project and what's atom bomb and stuff because I know there are people from all all backgrounds over here. So basically, you know that America or the Western uh, side won the World War II uh, with the drop of the atom bomb on first Hiroshima and then Nagasaki. That was the end of uh, the World War II. Uh, they won the war in europe first somewhere in what would be the correct that well hitler killed himself on 30th of april and then they surrendered somewhere in april uh, so, sorry yeah 30th 
yeah 30th of april and then they surrendered somewhere in may i'll put the exact times over here so that was like the ve day victory in europe and then like uh, the troops went to pacific to finally and the last one in the line that was japan the world war Two was basically between um the allied forces which included canada britain france uh, united states of america and the Axis forces that was uh, Japan, Italy, and uh, Germany. So first, Italy went out of the picture. There was like a rebellion. They hanged Mussolini. And then Hitler killed himself. And then finally, they won in Europe. Uh, Russia had nothing to do in the Pacific War. So, and also like Churchill and all of these people from the Allied forces wanted to win the pacific war on their own because they did not want it to split japan into two parts just like north korea and south korea is right now so they wanted to do it on their own as much as possible and russia also was in a bad position if you do not know russia has lost the most number of lives in the entire duration of world war ii i'm going to put the numbers and some graphs with some references over here so that you understand how much has Russia lost? Russia has lost more lives than Germany during World War II. Even though Germany was wiped clean, the entire country was invaded, half from the west, half from the east. So I don't think Russia was completely in a position to go ahead. Although the moment... So this, is all, this all is happening where the Allied forces have won over Italy and Germany. And then... They want to end the war in Japan. And Japan was terrible to invade. Because you understand this is an island after island. So there's one island, you invade that to get a better position. Then there's another island. So you're talking about like the D-Day invasion over and over and over again. The amphibious invasions are the most difficult one. The sea to land invasion. Because, well, you have to dock and you have to land. And the moment you hit the beach, they're like machine guns pointed straight at you so it's basically waves after waves armies going in and a lot of lives are lost and at this point in 1945 no country wants to increase the toll of human life that has already gone so at that point um what was his name like i said i'm going to forget all the important names when i need it um Robert, I want to say Robert Downey Jr., man. Uh, man, President of United States, USA, World War II, man. I remember the second one, which is more difficult to remember. Yeah, Franklin D. Roosevelt, he passed away. Uh, he was already having health issues. And finally, by the end of it, he was like, I have it, all right? All the presidents and prime ministers and the world leaders during the world war ii they're all done it looked like they aged 90 years during those six years hitler himself by the end of the world war ii was not hitler at all he was having all sorts of issues he was ha he was on 10 different drugs probably more he was having i don't know what you call it but his hands used to shake uh, because it just takes so much out of a person and especially during a war any country turns into kind of a dictatorship because it ultimately depends on the president or the prime minister what actions are taken. That person is even above the military, right? So 
uh, same goes with like FDI. He was already having health issues, and just before the World War Two ended, let me see. Yeah, September second, nineteen forty-five. No, this is World War Two. Let me see when he passed away because it might be somewhere in April. So this is a, like a normal history lesson as well for you guys. So he passed away on twelfth of April, nineteen forty-five. That's like eight days before Hitler's birthday. So. They they had not even conquered Europe properly. They had conquered probably Italy by that time, and they were inside Germany, but had not reached Berlin. By the way, if you do not know, America never reached Berlin. Uh, Russians were the ones who were able to reach the Reichstag. Okay, so he passed away, and then Harry Truman enters the office, and he at this point does not even know that America has an atom bomb. He does not even know what it is, right? And then he sees like Americans getting slaughtered wave after wave and invading island after island of Japan. And then finally, someone comes and says, "Hey, you, you know, we have an atom bomb." <laughs> so he's like, "What? What does it do?" He's like you, you can kind of obliterate an entire city using that. He's like, "Why haven't we used it?" Drop it. So they went over there to Hiroshima first. Dropped it, expecting Japan to surrender, and Japan didn't because they're samurais, and they do not surrender. So they don't. And then they dropped the second one and they surrendered right away. All right. Uh, but at this point, the Oppenheimer story is basically on. Oppenheimer leading Project Manhattan, which was the project, basically a race against Germany. So somewhere in 1940s, early like 1941 or so, America started to get news that Germany is working on atom bomb, and uh, fission technology is at that point where it can be used to create a bomb because every country has a spy in another country. So America is getting news on it, and uh, they are worried. Obviously, you c- can you imagine? Germany losing the war and finally has an atom bomb, drops it on New York. Everybody is done. All right, no American is going to support war after that because I don't remember the death toll of uh, Nagasaki. It's actually first pages of my book. Nagasaki death toll, some thousands of people. Yeah, some sixty thousand or so. Yeah, perfect, man. My memory is fine. Sixty thousand people died in Nagasaki. Somewhere around ninety thousand people died in Hiroshima. So, you cannot imagine the world that we are living in right now if Germany had that weapon, right? So, in 1940s, early 1941, when the war has already started, there's fear in the Allied forces that Germany might develop an atom bomb because if you don't know, ultimately in 1945, what was the name of that guy? Uh, he won a Nobel Prize uh, for for nuclear fission technology so it's a twisted story i don't want to get into it much but the, there was significant research going in germany related to building an atom bomb and you know what that's why both the russian side and the allied forces wanted berlin because there was an institution located in berlin where it was rumored that all the nuclear fission technology or the atom bomb research is going on over there kaiser wilhelm kaiser wilhelm wilhelm institute of something something again i'm going to put the name you need a video version for this part 
and uh, and they wanted to capture that first to find all the technology and as i said russians reached berlin first but americans were so smart that when they divided berlin so if you do not know first they divided germany right they divided germany into four different parts america france britain and russia the western part had these three division of america france and uh, britain and the eastern part had the russia side germany had berlin on the eastern side that is completely in the russian control but then they divided berlin into four different parts that is america britain france and russia so within <laughs> the eastern part of germany there's berlin which has an american part right and that american part has that kaiser wilhelm institute so americans were that smart i bet they have some cia people inside looking and sniffing for nuclear weapons right but since russia captured that part first stalin said hey invade that institute find anything that you can on nuclear weapon because at this point nobody knows of the existence of atom bomb because we are talking about april right and nobody knew about the existence of atom bomb on, until august of 1945 until it was dropped on hiroshima the americans gave the warning to japan hey something big is going to happen you better surrender and japan nope we are samurais and they did not right and then uh, we have something big you surrender and no we are the samurais and then they dropped it and then they found oh this is actually something really big okay because at that time they were thinking oh what is it what can it be it can be a carpet bombing right we are used to that but ultimately that's when they found out like august 1945 that there's something like really really big right and so we are talking about april and in april russia just scanned that institute which is in berlin and they found nothing so ultimately what we know is germany did not know shit about building a nuclear bomb but back in 1941 it was a real threat so they started project manhattan putting all the money they earned from world war 1 by selling weapons and stuff okay and that's where i think oppenheimer movie is established all right just reviewing the trailer would not have been good enough because any xyz youtuber can do that but your boy has done some research on history because a lot of uh, these things has also been talked about in my book every now and then not in this detail because obviously i had limited number of words and even that i think i exceeded a little bit somewhere on 99000 words okay so we are talking about project manhattan let's see project manhattan exact timeline Here we go. Oh, it started in 1942 and obviously ended in, ended August 1945. Successful end to it. All right. So that's where the project was going on and I think uh, that's the project director position that we are talking about. Oppenheimer was the American theoretical physicist. He was the director of Los Alamos Laboratory during the World War II. All right. I've talked about a little bit about the whole Manhattan project as well back in space cast you might want to check it out. I'll link it down in the description box. So this is where it is established. So the bomb is built. 
by by mid of uh, mid of 1945 so that nagas hiroshima was not the first explosion where we have seen an atom bomb in real flesh and blood or real heat and fission you can say the first time we had a nuclear explosion on the planet earth was in the trinity test that was july 16th 1945 to indians you can relate it to the pokhran test and uh, pakistan had a similar what was it chagai yeah i don't remember if i don't know if you say that chagai test but chagai one chagai two those were like their bombs i'll obviously put all the information man this is going to be a difficult editing no editor is going to do this because you need to be a scientist to put all these things okay so in july 6 on july 16 1945 they know okay this works okay <laughs> now oppenheimer is having those confusion like hey what have i created and those are the famous lines by oppenheimer where he quotes bhagavad gita all right to americans he quoted bhagavad gita all right and i'm going to play this again i've done it before but you never get enough of this so let's go be too great views among scientists and no doubt would be among others if these people knew about it uh, on the one hand they think we thought that was the right thing to do we knew the world would not be the same doesn't that give you goosebumps every time i've listened to it at least 100 times by now but every now and then i listen look at his face man look at the regret on his face like i messed up big time man i'm so smart to create an atom bomb but i still messed up <laughs> because basically what happened is like he said that oh i made an atom bomb is the is the what do you say the most potent powerful thing you can ever make and uh, or, or has been made so far because well they made even more powerful bombs later but this is the most powerful weapon on this planet i don't think that a single country or a single side should have the infinite power of using this bomb and the military at that times oh not your decision son you are just an employee and you did a very good job you're going to get a bonus maybe but we control the final patent and they said that we are going to do whatever we want so that was his dilemma like what have i created and uh, from that point to this day and age on the day we are today mm, over 
55, 75, 80 years or so. We are good. But we don't know how long. Because every now and then, I hear these talks about a country which has the maximum number of nuclear weapons on this planet, counted in thousands, is talking about, hey, prepare our tactical nukes, man. <laughs> What? And, and the other country says that, I don't want to talk to that man. So, so where are we at? You see his face right now? That's what he was seeing. <laughs> That's what, oh no. Because you know this man is smart, right? You know this man is wicked smart, all right? He might be even smarter than Albert Einstein. By the way, he was invited to join this project as well. And he said no. And you know what Albert Einstein said after the World War II was over? I do not know what weapons are going to be used in World War III. But if World War III happens, the next war will be taking place with the weapons as sticks and stones. Because World War III will wipe out the entire humanity. Back to the scratch. That's what's going to happen. So you see the face over here? That's why I get goosebumps. Like when I said I get goosebumps, you're like, nah. <laughs> It's just an old scientist who is talking about some stuff. I don't get goosebumps. I get goosebumps because this is what he meant. And uh, we are never going to turn back time. I think that nobody could have. I mean, if he did not make it, someone else would have. Right? Like they, they invited Einstein. He said, no. If they found someone else, he would have said no. <laughs> they would have found some, someone else. So it's basically like human DNA. Right? All right. Anyways. Are we going to review the trailer or what? So let's go ahead. <laughs> This is what the story is. This is what the background is. All right? All right. Sorry, I could not talk about naked girls in Delhi Metro. Sorry about that. But I think this is more important. We're in a race against the Nazis. We're in the history of the world. 100%. Also, Christopher Nolan has said that this is the most important story. Now, I get his perspective. <laughs> like, if I would be working on a story so hard, putting this much amount of money, it would be the most important story for me. I'm sure there would be story is just as important as this one as well but uh, i'm happy that they finally made it one thing where i'm not the perfect judge if you are from acting or theatrical background let me know um by the way komal is really good and checking a person's acting so maybe we can discuss this in talking fire podcast because i am going to force her to see this movie the first day it comes out just like i did for rocketry or mission mangal But what I was saying is that when I look at Oppenheimer over here, I see Thomas Shelby. <laughs> And not just because of the face. They kind of uh, made the face a little bit different. Well, he's again wearing a suit. He's again having a close cut. What do you call it? Whatever you call the side hair and stuff. But he kind of have a sing similar tone, just a different accent. He had an Irish accent over there. Obviously, he has to have American accent over here. But I do see similar expressions. Now, I'm not the perfect judge of this, but I see that. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> like, when they were developing this bomb, they thought... That, see, what happens in a nuclear reaction is a chain reaction, right? So what happens is that they're going to hit one uranium atom. Just think like that. 
they are going to hit one uranium atom it can be plutonium as well it can be anything else but we are going to talk basically about uranium all right you're going to hit it with a nucleus oh sorry you're going to hit it with a neutron and then that creates three more neutrons which hits three other uranium atoms which creates three 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 nine more neutrons right and this is what we call chain reaction now not all chain reactions keep on going infinitely for example you know the nuclear power plants they are called critical reactors so they are going to just sustain at that at, at that rate subcritical will eventually die out you see like uh, there there will be some neutron absorbers and you can always like dial it down that's how you shut down a reactor and there will be like a supercritical where it's just like it's a bomb right but at that time obviously you don't know right there's a lot of shit you don't know you should understand this for example um back when they were just building airplanes they had welded joints right a lot of welded joints so, oh we are going to do the strength test and we are going to understand that whether this plane is going to be able to withstand that much wind that much altitude that much that much load centrifugal force all those things or not simple and then one of these planes flies in like super close to north pole and all of these welded joint cracks and that's when they find out about something called um nil ductility temperature like below a certain temperature it's going to basically act like brittle material like steel is going to act like glass so this is the first time they are even recognizing that this exists right so humans don't know a lot of stuff so over here these are scientists they know that we don't know a lot of stuff and we are dabbling with something that has never been done before so they are thinking that maybe this chain reaction never ends and it just keeps on expanding and not only let us say berlin or hiroshima or nagasaki it just keeps on expanding right even during the chernobyl uh, disaster that happened they had a fear that uh, it's just going to like keep on expanding and and a huge part of europe was influenced like they shut down the schools in berlin and and frankfurt and even like a lot of uh, western part like france because they don't know like what is this radioactivity and how much it can influence right and uh, so that's the fear over here but there's there's really not much to review right this is one of the best movie obviously that has ever been made you cannot doubt it like you you see how dunkirk was made you see how inception was made i wish someday bollywood will reach that level where where they actually eliminate the fucking drama man from mission mangal and and uh, and parmanu they they eliminate this love affair and dance sequences so that we get true stories behind the scientists right i was in israel i was in bark never saw scientists dancing man never ever right <laughs> so what's going on in mission mangal right anyways we are just going to end it there's not much to review man i'm not at that level someday i might be let's move ahead yep that's where like they're trying to show the bureaucracy came into the picture the politics came into the picture and science goes out of the goddamn window man (sighs) 
Yeah, that's that's where I don't see Thomas Shelby. That's where I see an old man who's a scientist who's like a freaking vision in his eyes, man. He sees some stuff that you don't see. Like, that's what I want to see. That I want to see this scene by by Gillian Murphy. I want to see him do this. I bet he can, man. I bet he went crazy after trying to look like him, try to bring this emotion. Man, that is a dramatic emotion. Can you can you even believe that's real? As a real scientist in an interview, in a controlled interview, by the way, to look at his eyes. I don't even mind NBC News written on his nose because you can see his eyes right now. Anyways, you can see those things in his eyes as well. Bro, June 20, sorry, July 21st, I'm going to be over there for sure if I get a ticket. If I don't, well, I'll get into the second show, man. Your boy is pretty adaptable. All right, that's about it for this one. Sorry, could not talk about DIDO spinach. But, but this is a general thing, right? This is how my podcast goes. I should say I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff. Spend 10 minutes talking about what I'm going to talk about. And then I don't talk about even 10% of that. But but that's why you love me, alright? And because you love me, you should leave a like. Also, subscribe if you haven't, man. It's crazy that 60% of you are not even subscribed. What? That's insane, man. That's, that's a huge loss for you. And I want to fix it. Subscribe right now. Also, the tickets for the seminar. Seminars all across India are now available on ashishtalk.com. Go over there right now and purchase your tickets before it's all gone. And that's about it. I'll see all of you in the next one. Till then, bye.